Welcome to Pixmix. My name is Aaron. And my name is Patricia. Hey, Patricia. Uh, well, welcome back to Pixmix. And uh, also, uh, welcome back to uh, the Aaron Meta Show, pretty much as well. So, uh, I mean, I've decided that uh, because Toy Story 4, you know, at least for me and Patricia, is quite an, quite an event, I decided also to make it an episode of the Aaron Meta Show as well. So, uh, not only are you listening to this on Pixmix, you're also listening to this on the Aaron Meta Show uh, podcast feed as well. So, uh, and by the way, whilst we're on the subject of the Aaron Meta Show, I want to apologize for the lack of episode last week. Um, it was because uh, I was out in Plymouth uh, with my my little bro- with my younger brother and uh, we went to go see my great uncle Dennis who is currently on the Plymouth Naval Memorial he uh, uh, was one of the people who lost his life during World War Two so uh, I just thought we um, my my brother Sanjay actually found him and uh, so we went out and go to go see him so it was uh, quite an amazing event and uh, you know he's uh, he's amazing he's actually right on the front of it as well so I mean, it's a very proud moment I think for uh, both the Metas and the chat wins so uh, yeah that's pretty good so, but anyway, um, that's um, that's the reason why I was, the Aaron Messenger wasn't on last week, but uh, we are on here to this week uh, for Pixmix, and so, um, you know, it's like, it's kind of funny because people thought that this was going to start becoming quite um, uh, linear now for Pixmix, but uh, people weren't predicting that we were going to uh, be kicking off Pixmix again with Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. So uh, I yeah, guess, for so that, sure. That, Even though we kind of sort of hinted on that a while ago. Yeah, I mean, mind you, there's still some randomness. There's still some random natures of Pixmix. So you know, who knows what we're going to be covering? Like you know, we probably might get to Onward, and then all of a sudden, like uh, we'll just cover something completely different. So uh, that's the that's the magic of Pixmix. So, uh, but anyway, shall we uh, get to uh, what everyone's been looking forward to? Yes, let's do it. Okay then, and Patricia, you got a friend in me. <laughs> I knew that we were going to be talking about this, and you had to bring up that line. I knew it. <laughs> Here we go. So Toy Story 4 is uh, finally out in the 2019. It is the American computer animated comedy film produced by Pixar Animation Studios and Walt Disney Pictures as the fourth installment of the to- Pixar's Toy Story series. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Toy Story... And I urge you to go watch, listen to the other episodes if you're not. And it is that the Toy Story is based on the Woody, Buzz Lightyear, and also uh, the toys that you that lived in Andy's room. However, things have progressed quite st- stunningly since then, and now they have moved over to a room which is occupied by a, a girl called Bonnie. So basically, they are toys who come to life uh, when uh, people are not around, and so and they basically have this kind of like secret society, if you will. Uh, and uh, their main pretty much is to make sure that the children uh, have wonderful memories and uh, also have like a, a have an imaginative experience with uh, playing with the toys and everything and they keep themselves very organized as well through that and so uh, it was a very successful movie is one of the first 3d and for one of those 3d animated films to come out in the 90s and it's pretty much lasted uh, not only a an amazing sequel an amazing uh, third installment but uh, dare i say patricia also an amazing fourth installment as well yeah, and you remember that how how skeptical we were about this movie when it was first announced. Like, really, they're doing a Toy Story four? The third movie's ending was so perfect; it didn't need to com- continue. But then we heard some, you know, s- troubling news at first with like, oh, they're going to change the story completely different. Like, uh, one they're going to change like one third of the story or one half of the story, and then the movie was going to be delayed. Then we had the uh, controversies with John Lasseter. Then we had the passing of Don Rickles, who was the voice of Mr. Potato Head. So it did look 
a bit um, troubling. Then we saw the trailer, and we actually discussed about this in an episode of Picks Mix, where we were first introduced to Forky. We saw the re uh, the reintroduction of Bo Peep, and we had some new characters brought in. And uh, then we were like, okay, maybe there is some promise here. And then finally, we are going to be talking about it, and a lot of people have been wanting us to cover it. Yeah. So, I mean, let's start off with the beginning. Of, I mean, obviously, through production. I mean, can we definitely say it's survived production hell at this point? I mean, like, look at all the stuff that went before this, and think about like, it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nearly. I mean, could you say it's a miracle that it made yeah, it through? It, it, it is made a it in the way that they this happened, for sure, because. Um, the we, you know the jump between Toy Story three and Toy Story four was nine years, so it has been a very long time since we had a Toy Story movie. And you know I remember like when it it it, it I remember like um you know when when Toy Story three was brought in and uh, a lot of people were like reliving their childhoods and uh, they were you know seeing the great opening with uh, Andy playing with his toys and that great montage with you got a friend into me by Randy. Newman, and then it jumped over to Andy going to college. But now we have to imagine that, you know, just as much as, you know, uh, we were reliving our childhoods watching Toy Story 3, a new generation was being introduced to these movies. So now we have this nine-year gap, and I'm sure that a new generation is not only getting introduced to, you know, Toy Story 4 with these movies, and we have, uh, you know, people who grew up with Toy Story 3 as their first movie, and now they're kind of like seeing the continuation of Bonnie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously we start nine years ago in this film, so it gives us a flashback <laughs> between... a little reference to the fact that it took nine years for the, you know, between Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4. Yeah, I guess it's... Uh, also, I believe also it's like it is a massive coincidence as well, because, I mean, like, if you look at it, like, um, it does take place, like, literally, I mean, before, obviously at this point, uh, Andy is still obviously a kid at this point, and so I mean, yeah, you have to go back all those years Bonnie to do that. Yeah, is actually like a little kid as well. She's not a baby like we've seen her, you know, before Toy Story three. So Andy, uh, I mean, we look at Andy, and you can see that he's obviously very, very different from when we first got introduced to him, you know, graphically as well. And so, I mean, some people complained about the way he looks, but I think he looks perfectly fine. Yeah, and you have to remember that when you're going in from Toy Story 1, which was back in 1995, where CGI was in its infancy, and uh, there was a reason why that Pixar decided to make a movie based off of toys, because they knew that the CGI looked very plasticky, and they thought it would be perfect for the texture of the toys. The human animation hasn't held up very well. Even if you look at the dog, uh, Sid's dog, it looks horrendous. The animation is the one thing in Toy Story that hasn't held up very well. And so you come from, you know, that, and then you go over to Toy Story 3, in which they look like they're humans. So you think, okay, we already know what uh, Andy looks like, and we already know what the parents look like, and, and know the humans look like. So you, you have to take it into account that when going into Toy Story 4, and again, nine years later that technology has vastly improved since then, that, yes, there is going to take 
there's going to be some liberties in which the characters are going to look differently, but they, they are the same regardless. And I think that they're fine. It's nothing that I was like completely shocked over. I think that we even talked about this when we were discussing about the, uh, the trailer that a lot of people thought that this was not Andy. They thought it was another kid. And then they were like, and then we were like, no, no, that, that actually is Andy for sure. I'll tell you what, there is actually something I want to bring up later on because uh, I mean, it's, uh, we'll, we'll bring this up uh, later on when, when we come to it. But uh, I mean, so, I mean, Andy looks fine to me. I mean, like yeah. the only thing I'd be worried about is if they decide to do like, oh, we're going to do the Toy Story special edition. And therefore basically now Andy, you know, the way Andy looked in the original film is going to be like, they're going to like redo all the graphics again, kind of like they're doing the Star Wars special editions. If oh, you know no. it, yeah. and, and then uh, they're going to like change plot points so that it can stick with the continuity of like uh, the, the sequels so that it can actually fit in as opposed to being like a standalone film. Oh, geez, that would be a nightmare. Yeah. In the beginning, it's a uh, what do you shoots first? So uh... <laughs> <sighs> I hate you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. OK, but no, there, but here we have this scene. So Woody is actually saving RC because he's about to slide down this huge rain stream all the way up to the sewers. And you ha- we have Woody, Buzz, Slinky Dog, and Bo Peep who are trying to rescue RC right before he slides all the way down. And it's a very intense scene for sure. It's a, it's a dark and stormy night. I mean, it's cliche for horror movies, but here in this case, it really works because, you know, it's toys, you know, they get damaged, they get lost. And, you know, when the kids are rushing inside so they can be able to keep themselves, you know, dry. Yeah. So, I mean, in regards to like, it's not really like, uh, I would say horror. Like, if you remember, uh, do you remember like the um, the rhino scene in Jane and the Giant Peach when it was like all raining and like he's there screaming, I'm not afraid of you. And like, it's, it's oh, I'm, like not talking but, about, I'm talking about like how it's, you know, like dark and stormy nights are always used in like horror movies and it gets pretty cliche. Yeah, but also they, they use them in like, a, you know, like intense scenes as well of like, you know, when things are going pretty extreme. And so like kind of the same way, like, you know, like The Lion King, for example, when like it's all raining and like, you know, Simba and uh, Scar are fighting one another. And then, you know, even Tom and Jerry the movie even did that when the house is burning down. So okay, it's like, fair yeah, enough. So, so yeah, like, sure. it's, it's not just, I don't think it's just rest, just left to horror. I think it's also uh, done for, um, you know, uh, other, other, other like intense, like action scenes as well. And so, okay. and, uh, you know, it's, it's quite funny. That's a, that's a really, that's a really intense way to start when you really think about yeah. it. It's like, oh, hey, we already got the peril. And like, you know, it's not um, like, you know, like remember the beginning of Toy Story 3, where it's like, he's like all, all in uh, Andy's imagination. It's like, no, this is like, this is a serious situation that's taking place. Like, you know, in the first two minutes of the film. Like, you know, it's like, uh, so it's, uh, it's a very intense way to start. So, um, yeah, obviously um, they do the whole, sl- they do the whole slinky thing where he can't, uh, you know, stretch as far as he can. And so then obviously uh, Woody has to uh, stretch a bit further to go fi- try and save RC. And uh, then all of a sudden uh, a car pulls up and uh, a guy rushes into the house. And I was like thinking, good grief. I mean, like, uh, um, who's this guy? Like a, yeah, thought, yeah, exactly. I was thinking to myself, who is this guy? Well, is is, is Andy's dad, like, dad finally trying to show his face? <laughs> like, you know, so. yeah, I wasn't thinking that, but I was actually curious as to who it was. I didn't think that he was going to be rushing in like all of a sudden. It's like, oh, Andy, I haven't seen you in so long. So, no, I didn't think it was him. But um, I was actually curious to see who it was. And it turns out it was some guy who was interested in purchasing uh, Bo Peep and her lamp. And then we go over to, uh, you know, Andy's mom getting it. And she was asking Molly, hey, do you want to give away this lamp? And she's like, yeah, I don't need it anymore. And then 
all of a sudden we have Woody, um, you know, staying outside so that he can be able to rescue Bo Peep. And then Bo Peep offers Woody to come with her. That way they can be able to stay together because we, we have to remember that Bo Peep and Woody did have like a really strong relationship. Uh, we've seen that in Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2. While she was a very minor character, she was Woody's love interest. And that's all we knew her by. Yeah. And so obviously we get Woody's about to make the decision. And then all of a sudden Andy comes in and says, hey, I can't find Woody. And then all of a sudden that changes his mind. And then he decides, hey, I need to stay with Andy to make sure that he's okay. And then Bo Peep obviously goes away. So it's like, and yeah. Yes. So, so again, very intense start to Toy Story 4. Like, again, Mickey, can you can you picture another Pixar film where it started off this intense? Finding Nemo. Finding, oh, yeah, Finding Nemo, yeah. And, uh, but, uh, I mean, like, uh, at least it gave a little bit to, like, say, oh, hey, um, you know, uh, this is Nemo and this is his family. And then, obviously, you know, obviously the, uh, the attack happened. But at least it gave, like, a bit of breathing space before that happened. This, it just throws, yeah. it, at, it, throws it straight at you. you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I definitely do agree. So then we get the intro and Randy Newman's uh, "You Got a Friend in Me." Is that you know what I was actually thinking about that? Like I thought uh, they would like do like either a cover for it or like, uh, but no, they actually decided to go with the original theme again. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually really nice. And even though they already did that in Toy Story three to bring back the nostalgia, but it was actually really nice to hear the song again. Yeah, um, I, I, I really sorry to bring this up, but uh, Patricia, have you heard of the fan? Dis- have you heard of the uh, the metal band Disturbed? Right. Yes, I have. Heard yeah, it. yeah, so like, I mean, I was listening to one of their albums, and I noticed that they actually did a cover of "The Sound of Silence." So it's like, uh, and like, he gets really intense, like at the very end of it, and all of a sudden, I don't know why, but as I was listening to that, I was thinking Toy Story Four, and then all of a sudden, out came, "You got a friend in me. <laughs> you got a friend in me." You're like, oh my god! You know god. what? You know what? I, I, I cannot think of rock at this moment because. Um, yeah, we probably have to mention this uh, firsthand that this is the very first uh, Pixar movie in over 20 years that does not have a short. And it was like very jarring for me, but I had to sit through like a whole bunch of mostly crappy movie trailers. And one of them was Trolls World Tour. Oh, you saw the oh, you saw the Trolls World Tour. And say what, we'll, we'll talk about it on another show. But I mean, because I've already spoken about it previously. But actually, we never had a chance to actually talk about that. Uh, I mean, so, so actually, what we'll do, um, we'll talk about as a bonus. We'll talk about Trolls World Tour. I think at the end of, at the end of the show. So uh, and then we can yeah, get and also on the that. other trailers that I saw because my God, most of them sucked. Oh my God, how desperate! I mean, did you get the the like the two like the like one or two minute special at the beginning of uh, for the Lion King? Uh, no, I didn't get that one. Instead, I got Arctic Dogs, and I got that Will Smith spy movie. I got some, uh, let's see, I got Frozen 2, and I got... Well, I got um, Frozen 2. And yeah, I got a- Frozen 2, and I got the Angry Birds 2. Oh, okay. Well, I got the Angry Birds, I got Frozen 2, I got the uh, Horrible Histories movie, and uh, then... Oh, there was another one, and oh yeah, I got they, they did like this little special thing for like the Lion King to try and get entice people to try and go see it because it's like I a, did. I wish I gotten that because then I would. Oh have no, you didn't want. You know, you know, it was it was basically you know the it was basically the two actors who play Simba, like the, the person who plays young Simba and the person who plays the the, uh, the the adult Simba, basically having basically just having a debate about which one's the best Simba. Like you know, it's like I mean, I just kind of sat there like guys, I've read the reviews, you both suck. Okay, so it's like, uh, yeah, it was kind of like, just start the movie already. And like, uh, it, like, it's just amazing how desperate they are to try and get people to try and see 
um, the Lion King, and yeah, be, you know, you, you you're not seeing anything new. It's just going to be basically the, uh, the the nearly the same story, except basically CGI. So if anything, it's it's the it's, if anything, it's the Avatar King, you know, pretty much. So like, uh, um, so you know, because anyway, I, I, you know, Avatar is kind of based on Pocahontas. You know, Lion King, you know, is based on the Lion King, just with better graphics. Basically. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. So, and, you know, we got, we actually saw the Mulan trailer and, you know, give it kudos that even though it's not adding characters like Mushu and even though it's not adding the songs in a traditional sort of way, from, they're actually basing the story off of the Ballad of Mulan, the Chinese poem it, that you know, they got the enough, story I, from. I didn't, I didn't get the Mulan trailer yet. So, I mean, I've seen it on Twitter, but I'm not actually, it didn't actually come on the, um, it actually didn't show as a trailer on the uh, on there. And to be honest with you, I mean, some of the trailers, I mean, were garnered towards a younger audience. If you well, will, I didn't. So. I actually saw it on YouTube. I didn't. See oh, it okay. So I thought you saw it, saw it as a trailer. Really? I, I, I oh, wish wow. I would have seen it because then I wouldn't have to watch the crappy trailers. Well, I mean, maybe like you know, like I, you know, um, most of the movies that we have here, they are usually like the same rating, if you will, because like in, like in the Mulan, in the Mulan trailer, like she's she's stabbing people. Like you know, like yeah. she's she's kicking ass. Like you know, this is gonna. I, this is the reason why I think that's gonna be so awesome. Anyway, we've moved completely off Toy Story four, so I think we'll have to apologize to everybody. But uh, okay, okay, okay. Let's get back to the story. So uh, I promise we'll talk. Um, we'll talk about other trailers once we get to the end of once we get to the end of this and give our scores for uh, Toy yeah, Story. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, everybody. Um, okay, so the next thing that we have, we have um, a nice transition, very similar to how it was in Toy Story three of Andy playing with his toys. We have, um, you know, then. Uh, you know, uh, experiencing like the fun of being played with. And then we jump into Toy Story 3 where Andy is giving Bonnie um, Woody. And then it cuts immediately towards our um, main story. So we have Bonnie who's playing with her toys and Woody is being left out. He is not the favorite toy anymore and he's being stuck into the closet. And I think this is really interesting because it shows a difference between Bonnie and Andy in which Andy had loved Woody. That was his favorite toy of all time. And we have Bonnie in which she's focusing on her other toys and Woody is just like sitting there gathering dust. Uh, here's the thing about this. I would like to see more conflicts with like the new leader, if you will, of the bedroom and, uh, and between Woody because, you know, Woody is the one with heaps of experience. You know, in yeah, he to has this. And yeah, much he has... more experience than Dolly. Yeah, but like Dolly, like I mean, I would like to have seen like maybe if Dolly like turned around and said, "Hey, look, I've had other kids before, you know, Bonnie, and that's the reason why I'm should be X, you know, and the reason why I know I know this and I know that." But uh, I mean, in 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 the in the conversation, you know, Woody comes across as the more knowledgeable one. So it's like, yeah, you know, like, but we could also make the argument that Dolly was Bonnie's owner first, and maybe she thinks that, oh, you, you have no rights to tell us what to do because you're a newer toy, and I've had more experience with Bonnie. Even though the, he, he's had, like, decades more experience as a toy owner, he, he's a new owner for Bonnie. So yeah. maybe his experience maybe come across as, like, old-fashioned or um, maybe a little bit too pushy and not towards what Bonnie is. I mean, we, we don't even know who owner uh, the the previous owners of Woody are but we can assume that maybe this might have been his very first girl owner so maybe he wouldn't have had much experience with that who knows like here's the thing about this i mean like you know um i mean we might as well just give it to this part because we're kind of going there anyway but uh, you know um that we find out that uh, Woody is like 1950s origin toy uh, pretty much yeah, like so this. we so, already know about but, that from Toy Story 2 but, but yeah but you know th th that's the case i mean he surely he must have had other owners before Andy oh yeah like, for sure 
I mean, we already know uh, in Toy Story 2 when Al was trying to purchase Woody and Andy's mom comes by and takes him away saying, no, I'm sorry, this is an old family toy. So we can assume that maybe it belonged to Andy's mom or Andy's father. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, imagine if it belongs to Andy's dad and then that ends up becoming Toy Story 5. Like, uh, you know... Oh, oh, man, Toy Story 5, the prequel. We get to see Woody's origin stories, and yeah. we get to see him being played with Andy's dad, and maybe um, Andy, you know,'s dad passes away, and the only thing that Andy, you know, clings to is Woody because that belonged to his dad, and that's the only memory of him. Like, yeah, oh, man, man that would have been tra- tragic. <laughs> well, well, mind you, like, then he wouldn't have easily let him go in Toy Story, in Toy Story 3. In Toy Story 3. Like uh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like so I'm sure. I don't, I don't think he's uh, dead. I, I, I think he's probably. I think he's probably just Emma. I think he's probably just you know not there. Do, you mean I like think. divorce or something? Well, I, I don't know, but I, I think maybe he's not there, and maybe that's the reason why Andy confines in Woody somehow. I think to yeah, make up for the fact that he's not around. Right. Maybe, I, maybe I, you're right. Yeah, like I know that's kind of already been done it up, but uh, I mean, like, uh, but you know, uh, I really hope that um, you know we can. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't imagine him being dead. I don't know why. I just, it just, it, that's just the way I, I feel about it. But uh, okay, that's yeah. fair. That's anyway, fair. I mean, yeah. I think that maybe he left um, Andy, and then he gave him Woody, saying like, you know, this toy belonged to me when I was a kid. Please take care of it, or something like that. And maybe his dad's memory became less and less relevant to him, and so maybe that was kind of like the reason why he decided to give him up. I'm not sure, but we're getting off topic again. Let's get back to the story. Yeah. So, um, so Bonnie is a little bit afraid of going to her first day of kindergarten, and Woody decides to sneak into her backpack and make sure that she's doing okay. She's feeling a little bit more comforted. And um, that's when she decides to, uh, you know, make some arts and crafts. And we have the creation of Forky. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, obviously then we get that Forky comes to life in the bag, which, uh, you know, is, uh, is cool. Everyone was laughing at that. Yeah, by the way, and that that was crazy. And so, uh, here's the thing about this: like, he comes to life, and then he so, but he still thinks that he's trash, basically, because he came out of you know. So, like, uh, there's um, we're still we're starting to kind of get somewhat of an idea of basically how toys come to life, I guess. And I mean, it's uh, it kind of defeats the idea that uh, you know they're all. Like you know, the, the idea that uh, you know like people go with you know the Pixar timeline that uh, the uh, this takes place after Wall-E, and so like everyone's come back to Earth and everything, and yet the robots are like kind of like the toys now. If I mean that's that's one thing I've heard, but. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, I'm sure that there'll probably be like some crazy Pixar theory about like how toys come to life if they're not originally toys, but we're not here to, to discuss about that. Well, so actually, yeah, there, for, there is there yeah, is a there is a little bit of tidbit at the end of the at the end of the episode, but so we'll wait till then to to, to tell you. But uh, um, so um, yeah, Vorky ends up coming to life, but then he's uh, he's currently Bonnie's favorite toy, and he keeps trying to throw himself away. So Woody takes it upon himself to make sure that uh, he doesn't do that. And so um, we get this whole. Randy Newman also does this whole thing about. Yeah, this is the thing about this. This is a very. Re- I mean, I-, I know Randy Newman did. You you got a friend in me, but he did a lot of other stinkers as well. I mean, like uh, if you think about it, like in the James of the Giant Peach, he wrote a load of like you know songs and things like that. I don't you know. We're basically you know. There's a reason why people make fun of like saying like, oh yeah, he just writes about whatever he sees. And yeah, like and in, you know, a lot of people also make fun of him with the fact that, oh, you know, even though that he writes a whole bunch of songs, they're like the 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 themes are the same things over and over and over again. Yeah, so like you know, he's like he'd be sat in this room right now, he'd be like, uh, Aaron, 
He's making fun of me on his podcast. It's like, shut up, Randy. <laughs> Aaron's making fun of his podcast. Do, 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 do. He's gotta have some more faith in himself or something like that. I don't yeah. even know. But um, Okay, take it yeah, to step. You got a friend in me now. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so uh, I think that another thing that uh, we need to discuss about if we are going into this is that um yeah, so we have Forky, and he is constantly wanting to go into the trash because that was his main purpose. I mean, he is a disposable fork spork i meant to say he's a disposable spork that you know he's only used for like a little bit and then he's just thrown in the trash and that and he feels comforted when he's in the trash he feels warm and cozy and safe that that's what he said in the movie and he's constantly going in there and bonnie is always concerned when she doesn't find forky and that's when woody makes it his mission to make sure that forky is there with bonnie at all times and um, you know, basically being her toy. That way she can be able to build happy memories. And then when we go over to the announcement that, you know, before school starts, they're going to go on a road trip. And then we have that song that you were just mentioning about, like, you know, don't throw yourself away or mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, like that. Um, yeah, it's a very specific song for this particular scene which is something that randy well, newman doesn't really do yeah but this is I the mean, thing like the, you know the, the song that he sings in this i think uh, dare i say it's probably as good as like you know uh, the one where he sings about how um things are changing in toys in the original toy story film like you know i think it's one of the it's one of the randy newman songs we can definitely say like, yeah this this is relevant for now and this is you know this is a good you know soundtrack for the montage that we're just seeing so, yeah, yeah, it is good for what it is. Um, but I'm just saying, like, he doesn't do it very often. He always sings songs about, like, you know, things that are the theme of the movie. Like, oh, you got a friend in me, or it's the time of your life, so live it well. Or, you know, something like that. Or just randomly sings about love, like, in... I'm sorry I keep bringing up James and the Giant's Peach, but, so, you know, Randy Newman did songs for that, too, and it was just like... Yeah, they, yeah, they, don't they, worry. They we'll talk about James and the Giant Peach some other time, but not right now. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we get that montage, and uh, then we um, get to the... Did the RV break uh, at some point? Like, uh, where... Um, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, they're, dri they're driving, and so... Um, the, you know, Forky decides since he can't get it, can't throw himself away in the trash. Uh, he ends up he ends up throwing himself out the window, so he ends up just being you know uh, a trash out on the street. So um, Woody dives out after him, and so and says, "Oh hey, I'll you know in five miles I'll be able to make it." So uh, he goes finds him, and uh, then they have this um, um, kind of like you know kind of bonding. Uh, uh, they kind of do this bonding as they as they walk across, and like so. Woody gives him an understanding of how Bonnie means means that much to him, and uh, then also talks about his own experiences as well. So, uh, which uh, I think is, uh, um, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good scene. I think, and yeah, uh, you know, yeah, it's it, it, a very nice scene, and it, it gives Forky an understanding on why he's so important to Bonnie because he didn't really understand; he just saw himself as trash. But then when he you know, heard of Woody's stories firsthand and what it's like to be a toy, then he kind of, like, gives an understanding on, you know, I need to be there for Bonnie because I make Bonnie happy. Well, this is, the, this is the hilarious safe. thing about this is, like, it's like, oh, wait, you know, uh, well, um, Bonnie, I make her feel warm and I, I make her feel safe. It's like, oh, she, you know, I'm her trash. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, my God, i got to go find her and everything like that. So, like, uh, he doesn't get the concept of, like, being a toy, but he does, he does understand the concept of basically being her trash basically so uh, 
she so he goes off and does that so um they end up going towards the uh the county fair and um so which is a, in a city and but nearby is an antique store and then something catches Woody's attention and that is that that's bonnie's uh lamp is in the is in the antique store where they are at yes. the moment so uh, which i think is a um, you know, I, I mean, like that, that. I mean, Bonnie could have. Ended, I mean, uh, Bo Peep could have ended up anywhere. Yeah, you know, for sure. Point. Like the fact that he ended up just in that specific place, like it's like oh, it's um, it's a one in a million chance when you really think about it. But uh, yeah, uh, but, but but what the thing is is that really makes it uh, really um, you know, interesting is that technically she's not there, but we do get an understanding on. Uh, you know, bits and pieces of what happened to Bo Peep after she was taken away. But we are introduced to other characters. So we're introduced to these creepy-looking dummies uh, that we discussed about, uh, that ones that look like the dummies from Goosebumps in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then we're introduced to uh, Gabby Gabby, who is this old 1950s doll who looks really nice and sweet. But then when she finds out that Woody has a voice box and that Woody was made roughly around the same time as Gabby Gabby... Then she kind of con- then she kind of goes into a bit of a you know threatening mood in which like she wants the. I'll, the be, voice I'll be honest with everybody. When I first saw Gabby Gabby, I thought, yeah, this thing's gonna die. Like you know, this 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 is gonna be the villain. Like you know, I feel like we've been building up to this moment because uh, well, we had Sid who was just scared of toys. Then we as his kind of like as kind of like his punishment for things then we had the prospector who was like you know stuck on a backpack with uh, another girl who was going to like draw all over him and everything like that then we had in in three we had a uh, funzo it's actually the front of a truck Fun- uh, I thought, uh, it's a lotso a lotso sorry like i don't know what if funzo, funzo come is like it sounds like gonzo's um you know paradoxal cousin <laughs> yeah. okay so we had uh, we had we had lotso um who um got in touch with the front of a truck then uh, i just thought it's building up to this i thought yeah they, they're gonna have a th- i i really thought that the villain in this was gonna die or like that to be honest with you i mean um we'll, we'll get to that bit in a minute but uh, um you know gabby gabby was a very surprising character I have to say, it, it, it took me by it took me by surprise when seeing seeing what what she was about and everything. So I mean, she comes across as very threatening at the very beginning, yeah. And, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and, and so, you know, she kind of like she kind of like goes into that fine line about about being like really really sweet, but has like a little bit of a sinister side to her. Um, not as much as Lotso because Lotso is uh, you know comes across as sweet, but inside he is like very powerful and very sadistic. But here she's a little bit more subtle and quiet and she kind of like uses Forky's, um, you know, story about Boydie to her advantage, uh, especially since, you know, um, he was taken by the dummies when Woody was escaping. And then all of a sudden that's when, um, you know, he gets an idea about like where Bo Peep is and, you know, then, you know, she's at, uh, you know, um, you know, taking Forky and like caressing her, saying like caressing Forky, saying like you know, tell me more about this Woody guy. And then he was like saying, oh, uh, you know, he belongs to Bonnie, but he used to belong to Andy, and I don't think he really fully gotten over it because he's stuck in this closet and he's not being used as much. Um, I was say, so kind of like what uh, Theodore Roosevelt once said, uh, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick. 
Yeah, pretty much so. <laughs> yeah. So we have this, uh, then we have this interesting foreshadowing that, uh, you know, kind of like plays a little bit of a twist in the end. So uh, the the girl, the little girl of the um, antique store, her name is Harmony. And, and uh, she, he, you know, she takes Woody and they're in this playground where a bunch of like toys are being scattered and abandoned. But in reality, they're there so that they can be able to entertain the toys. Kind of similar to uh, by, how By the way, in the, in, the, in the moment of all this, uh, the, uh, the dummies have captured Forky and are now holding him hostage. Yeah, yeah, I think I kind of meant... Oh, yeah, oh, that, yeah you did true. mention that. Sorry, I do apologize. That's but. okay, no, no problem. But yeah, uh, and then that's when uh, Woody and Bo Peep get reunited. And yeah, we definitely see a much more different uh, take on Bo Peep, like more different than we've ever seen her. Because as mentioned before, in the, in the two movies that she was brought in, Toy Story and Toy Story 2, she was very meek and uh, very quiet, but at the same time was very supportive for Woody. Like I said, she was kind of like Woody's girlfriend, and that was pretty much it. But here... It's a complete 180. She's assertive. She's tough. She's been through so much because she was given away, but then her owner outgrew her. And then she was like moved around from place to place. Then she was in the the antique store for many years. And then she decided to leave because she wanted to make her own destiny. Mm-hmm. I like it. So yeah, her, her, um, her character of evol- evolution, I think is uh, very understandable. Like, I mean, on top of that as well, like she's, she's building her own gear. And everything like you know, if you see in uh, you know, she's actually built like a kind of like a kind of a Batmobile for herself or Skunkmobile, if you will, uh, in this. And so you know, like she's actually kind of it really is pro you know proper roughing it in uh, in this area. And you know, she's uh, now her own. She's not like abide by now by an owner. She's just you know she's her own free spirit in this. And so um, yeah, so, so um, she also has a psychic. Uh, I can't remember the name of a psychic now. Um, who is it? Um, the uh, it, it, it kind of po- looks the it, Polly it, Pocket. Very much, yeah, it looks like a Polly Pocket. Exactly. I was just about to say that. And you know, she's very. It, it kind of. I remember those because I used to actually have uh, Polly Pockets as a kid, and uh, her name is Giggled McDimples. Okay, and so um, yeah, so um, so giggles obviously is um, uh, the psychic. Polly Pockets, uh, yeah. Yeah, Polly Pockets. It's kind of like um, I, I really thought she was going to be like her, uh, you know, kind of like her, her, her you know, what well, Cortana was to, to Master Chief in Halo. Mm-hmm. I, I thought she was going to be kind of like that character, like you know, she's, she's the uh, person who whispers in her ear and like gives her like you know advice and stuff like that. And she, yeah, she, sometimes she does, but uh, no, not to the effectiveness I thought she was going to give to. That, that, that's just me. So, um, there, so then Woody has this, um, you know, I, I, the one thing I liked about this uh, was the, the conversation between, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the dialogues between, uh, Woody and Bo Peep in this, you know, the fact that they had these, you know, the, these conversations about, you know, uh, differing opinions on what, what, what they should do. Like uh, the fact that, uh, you know, Bo has now got to the point where she's, uh, you know, she, Hey, I'm out on my own. I don't need to, I don't need a kid anymore. And like you know, I got all these other kids we can we can, we can play with, you know, and and I, I don't mind being a lost toy, but you know, Woody still has kind of like this loyalty to uh, to, to to Bonnie, and so it's like you can see there's there's that the clash between those two, the conflict between those two. Like it remembers it reminds me of what Craig Bartlett taught me, that so you know you have to you know you have to keep conflict in between characters to have to tell good stories, and uh, that's what we got here in this. So. It's, yeah, it's, it's and I think really that well. one of the, the things that I really do appreciate is that at first, you know, while it was a very nice reunion between Woody and Bo, we do see like how assertive Bo is and how her thoughts have completely changed, and how Woody doesn't really agree with her that much. Huh? Mm. Yeah. 
So, um, obviously, the, the, uh, Woody convinces Bo to try and uh, save Forky and uh, for uh, for Bonnie, and so uh, they end up uh, going all the way back to the uh, um, the, the, the the antique store, and uh, they pick up uh, um, some other characters. So they pick up Ducky and Bunny on the way, and uh, yeah, I'm voiced by Key and Peel. Yeah, and also well, you've got uh, it was a buzz at one you know at one point he actually uh, himself dives out of the. Uh, the RV and uh, goes and goes hunting them, for hunt, hunt, goes on the hunt. And uh, it's funny because his arc at the moment is like he's got he thinks that he's listening to his inner voice, but he's actually just pressing his uh, his um, his voice voice activator button to uh, like yeah, he's, he's his, taking his inner voice like too literally. <laughs> so uh, I, I I had a giggle at that. I thought that was hilarious. And uh, yeah, so and actually it works as a pretty good uh, good device for that plot for that arc as well. So uh, it was, uh, yeah, yeah that, that it was, was very well interesting because, uh, you know, we, we knew, I mean, we have Buzz in a, in, in a moment in which he has always listened to Woody because Woody was always the leader of the group. He was always the one who came up with the plans and Buzz was very loyal to Woody because, you know, Buzz was like the action packed, um, you know, he took action, but he didn't really like come up with like any unique plans. But now he's listening to his inner voice saying like, this is what you have to do. You have to go find Woody. Um, you have to do this and this and that. And, you know, then we have, um, you know, Buzz being captured and put into like this, um, you know, this carnival game stall where, you know, he's a prize of, uh, you know, if they hit the target. And then we have, uh, you know, Ducky and Bunny saying like, oh, you know, we're not going to let you, you know, steal our spotlight. We've been stuck in here for three years waiting for us to get played by a kid. And then uh, finally we have you know, him coming up with an idea of getting Ducky's foot stuck in there so that they can be able to pull him out and then he gets free. And so eventually he does uh, use his inner voice to find Woody at the antique store. Mm-hmm. So um, we, um, so, so basically we, uh, we get to that point and uh, so um, Woody kind of like screws up the plan a little bit. And so uh, they all end up uh, obviously uh, getting in trouble with the, um, with the dummies. And so uh, then that that takes place, and so um, then um, Bo takes over at that point and says, "Look, we're going to do this my way." So uh, he ends, she ends up kind of going to like kind of like the secret club of like you know all these yeah, lost yeah, toys and everything. Yeah, yeah, secret club with a whole bunch of toys and like this pinball, um, you know, ar- arcade game. Oh, and, uh, he, and, he, and by the way, it took. The by the way, it took. Uh, I mean, it took four movies, but uh, Tin Toy finally made his appearance in Toy Story film. I know, so. right? I was so excited when I saw Tin Toy because that was the very first Pixar short back in 1988. And they were originally going to make a movie based off of Tin Toy with Toy Story, but they didn't think he was a strong enough character. But now we finally get to see him, and he looks great. Yeah, it was so because I was in the I was in the theater, and I knew I was basically the only kind of like Pixar nerd in that place because when that when Tin Toy came on the screen, nobody reacted. And and there was also this really cute scene. I think that they were like looking for an item, and one of the items they pulled out was uh, a grape soda pop, uh, you know, like a a lid. And it's like, oh, that's the Ellie badge from Up. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, yeah, um, I was the only one who even noticed that. It's like, oh yay! And people were like looking at me. It's like, what's up with her? (laughs) So um, yeah, we get to this point where we we now meet uh, the uh, character played by Keanu Reeves, uh, Duke Kaboom. 
And yes, I have to say, up. you know, you know, Ke- Ke- we're, seeing, we're seeing the revel- the the revival of Keanu Reeves at this point. Like he's got so many roles currently coming up at the minute. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that ever since John Wick came out, I think that more people are starting to take him a lot more seriously as an actor because he was always seen as like a joke actor. It's like, oh, you know, his acting is too wooden. Oh, he shows absolutely no emotion. Or oh, you know, he he, you know, he's more better with playing like really dumb characters, like with Bill and Ted. So yeah, now a lot of people are treating him more seriously because you know not only john wick 3 came out and it was like really successful but also there was a video game that came out that has keanu reeves as the main character and now we have this movie yeah and so uh, now he gets to play duke kaboom and uh, yes yes it's like it's it's so hilarious like listening to like how dramatic he is and how you know how he's all like you know, he's, he's like he's like part full of himself, but you can see that like, he has like massive flaw of like you know he disappointed his kid when he first got him because he couldn't do what what the uh, toy was doing in the commercial. So uh, that's how he ended up uh, kind of like being a lost toy. Yeah, much. and I think that's actually pretty funny that you know he you know the toy is Canadian and Keanu Reeves is a Canadian himself. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, yeah, oh, and the the whole like how they uh, can he's basically the Canadian version of Evil Can Evil basically for those mm-hmm. of you who do not know and so it's like it's uh oh here's uh what was that whole canada like um um that's um this whole like um tagline that he had I oh remember. i you know i can i can do it i canada like uh, so something like that you know who, but, who's the best in the great white north duke yeah, kaboom so uh um, so he's brought in to uh, try and make the jump, and so he um, ends up. Cr- it, it, one thing he's the hilarious thing about this is that he's not very good at landing, but he's very good at crashing. So that's what he ends up doing. So he ends up crashing mm-hmm. into the. Uh, he, he brings Woody along for the ride. Ends up crashing into the uh, into the uh, the cabinet, and so and then uh, they get the key to uh, open it up and uh, try and uh, rescue Forky. So uh, but they end up rescuing him, but uh, then they end up uh, obviously getting you know nearly captured again. And uh, so they just barely escape with their lives. And uh, then that's when Bonnie and uh, Woody have that uh, confrontation of like, uh, hey, you can't go back in there again. Like, you know, you, yeah, you yeah. Just it's a really there. nice confrontation. Like, uh, you know, everybody's like all defeated because the the cat was like dragging them around and attacking them and all that kind of stuff. And uh, oh, and I, I guess we um, need to mention about like, uh, you know, when he was trying to capture Forky and, you know, you had the dummies like surveilling everything and. Um, then we have, um, you know, Woody saying like, I have to do this. It's all I have left. And, and then Bo says, what about the rest of us? Mm-hmm. And it, it just really goes to show you that it's not just about Woody. It's about everybody else. I you, they're, they're, those dummies, I mean, they look stupid, but they look really threatening. They look really threatening at the same time. Like when they, when they first come up in your face, like it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I did jump a couple of times when they disappear on screen. So like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they did their job pretty much. So uh, that was good. So, um, yeah, so, so Woody goes back in, and uh, I'm, sorry, I'm starting to blank on what happened after that, actually. Uh, well, I think it was, um, okay, I remember. So when Woody goes back inside, uh, the dummies come out, and then we have Gabby Gabby slowly walking up to Woody saying, like, you know, um, oh, what's, yeah, it like being, uh, what's it like being played with? I don't know what that's like because I was already created de- with a defect, and I never got to play with any other kids. And, you know, talking about, like, the fond memories that, you know, what he had with Andy. And then he was asked, she was because asking him she, about, Because like, she got it all from Forky, like? pretty much. And so, uh, like, yeah, like, I thought he was basically... I thought she wasn't actually being sincere. I thought she was basically just screwing with him, I thought. And that's basically how she was going to get the voice box. And then he finds out that none of that was true. And then, like, Woody was lied to. 
unlike it. Yeah. I, I don't know why I thought that was going to be the, the you know, I, I, this entire film, I get thinking Gabby Gabby was like the most sinister thing ever. Really, I thought like you know, yeah, and like I was, I was thinking the payoff was going to be like, yeah, this girl, you know, that cat is going to rip that doll to shreds. I thought, and uh, so, but uh, no, apparently uh, Woody goes through with it. He uh, gives up, gives up the voice box, and uh, so then um, Gabby Gabby gets her opportunity to actually uh, go to Harmony and uh, say, hey, I've got a working voice box now. Can you, you know, are you going to say take me home and you know be you know be my owner? But, uh, you know, uh, mind you, when that scene came up, I saw this coming, to be honest with you. I knew she was going to reject her because they kind of like, I felt like they were, they were just kind of like hinting at it too much, I thought. And so, yeah, I, I kind of saw the, the fact that Harmony was just going to say, nah, and just throw just throw her away. But yeah. uh, what I didn't see coming was what was going to happen after that. So, you know, when Woody goes up to the box with uh, where she's been basically, you know, we always been jokes. I really thought we were going to get like a psycho bitch scene. I really thought I thought she's going to go psycho. She's just going to go absolutely mental. She's going to just try and kill everybody or something like that. And that basically would be like and then they would end up with like the cat, like, you know, ripping her up or something like that. I really thought they yeah, were gonna go I, that I, route. I actually thought that, um, you know, they were going to go after, you know, they were going to go meet up at the carnival and they were going to wait until, you know, they got the opportunity to have Bonnie. And I thought that, you know, Gabby Gabby was going to go after them saying like, you know, if I can't have if you can't have Bonnie or if I can't have Harmony, nobody can have a toy uh, owner. Yeah. And so I thought that she was going to, you know, um, make sure that their plans go wrong. That's what I thought. But no, that actually doesn't happen. Yeah, I just like, well, no, I think it can, I, I didn't actually believe that she was actually going to do that the minute they actually went to the carnival. Because I thought, oh, hey, like, you know, because I wasn't expecting to actually have that reaction of like, uh, you know, hey, you can have your voice box back now. Because it's like, uh, it's just, it's, uh, I mean, like, and you, you really... You know, the, that whole thing with Gabby Gabby, I thought that was going to be the tearjerker, you know, for that. And, it, and it was, in a way, it was. Like, you know, when she uh, was uh, running across the tops of the, uh, the, the the carnival tops, and then she sees that kid who's uh, all alone and lost, and, you know, she uh, she doesn't know what to do. And then she decides, hey, well, you know, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not gonna select Bonnie, I'm going to select this girl instead. And so, so she puts herself on the line and basically tries to get her to... Uh, to talk to her, and she does, and then she convinces her to have enough courage to go find a security officer to go find her parents. Like you know, that that for me was like that was the mo- that was pretty awesome, actually. Mm-hmm. How, how amazing that was, and I thought that was going to be the other. Oh hey, this is the th- this is the tearjerker that Tim Allen was talking about. I thought it was that. I thought you know actually that he was talking about, but uh, no, we uh, get this other surprising scene, which is uh, so they finally get back to the RV and. Uh, then uh, you know Woody's gonna you know make it make make his way back and uh, go back with Bonnie, but uh, then you know the, he makes the deci- like he makes the decision to say oh no um, guys you know goes to all the toys you know says goodbye and says that he's gonna stay with Bo, and be a lost toy. Yeah, and that was actually a, a surprise. That was a surprise, and uh, mind you, like it wasn't. I mean, I did feel something when that happened, but not as much as like with the the Gabby Gabby, uh, you know, story. To me, like yeah, I, I, yeah, I or you know, she sees a little girl who's lost, and she decides to comfort her while she was crying, and then finally she sees a security guard and asks for help, and she finally finds her parents, and Gabby Gabby goes off into her own little home where she can finally be, uh, you know, a toy. Yeah, you know, she could have um a, a relationship with a kid. Yeah, dare I say, dare I say, I want you know if uh, I mean we're gonna have a discussion in, later on in the show, but I mean I'd love to see her again. I love to see sure. it, like, you know, it's like, uh, oh, hey, 
um, hey, and like you know, Woody and Bo, you know, Bo, be, you know, meet up with her again. It's like, oh, hey, this is how things are now. How amazing things are. Like you know, it's like I, I'd love to see like an after, like a uh, you know, uh, an after thing for that. I really thought that was going to be like you know somewhere in the end of the show, but so at the end of the sh- the, of the showing, but uh, no, it's like I'm, I guess we can leave it at that. I guess, and mm-hmm. so, but uh, mind you, like it's it's totally different from like uh, all the other times we've had. Like, I mean, Gabby, Gabby isn't even a villain in this. If you really think about this, I mean, like uh, she's a sympathetic villain. If anything, like it's like it's almost kind of like you know when Disney bought Marvel, and like it's almost like like one of their you know guys went into Pixar and said, "Oh, hey, this is how you should write Gabby, Gabby," and you know basically write it like you know some of our Marvel villains that we have. Same way that you know Stan Lee would have done it. You know, like, uh, like you know, give them, give her a, a massive reason to, uh, you know, not to be evil, but at the same time, maybe possibly even redeem herself. Yeah, and you know? we already had, you know, those kind of villains before. We already had uh, the Prospector, and we already had Lotso, who were good, but then were revealed to be evil, and then they stayed evil until they got their comeuppance. I guess they thought, yeah, third time is not going to be the charm. We well, need to do something. I really thought the third time was going to be, yeah, this 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 girl's going to die. Like, cause, you know, when I first saw her, she was like creepy as all hell, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. she kind of, you know, the very end she won me over. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, so yeah. like, uh, yeah, because she looks as creepy as the, you know, as the, as the, the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the puppets that were around her. You know, pretty much like, you know, you, you felt that creep factor around her, kind of like goosebumps, you know? So. Yes, yes, exactly. And yeah, I, I think that the, um, I, I'm, I'm actually curious about what the original draft of the story was, because, you know, we, we already mentioned this earlier in the show about how, you know, they had to do a rewrite, like, dur- you know, during the production. So I'm well, actually curious about like, what happened. I mean, if they're going to do, if they're going to give it the DVD release to the same guy who did Monsters Incorporated, the special edition, if you remember, he actually did incorporate the actual original story of Monsters Incorporated, as we know, and it was going to be, Mary was going to be far more, you know, focused in, the, in, in that film. And uh, also the, um, yeah, so there was going to be, and also, the ending was totally different as well. For like, so mm-hmm. you know, my, in the in the original uh, pitch for Monsters Incorporated, my, uh, you know, uh, Sully actually goes back with Mary and stays yeah. in the human world. So, I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, if if it goes the same route as if Toy Story Four goes the same route as Monsters Incorporated, I think they will give us the original story and the bonus features. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to see that. I mean, I, I remember when we first saw the trailer of Toy Story Four, we thought that Bo Peep was going to be the villain. Yeah. And because, uh, I mean, yeah, that would have been, that would have been interesting to say, but mind you, I think now the theme is like, you know, big, strong women characters, I think. And uh, I don't want to say it's being done for obvious reasons, but uh, I mean, I, I want to say that it's been done basically because, you know, that's the arc that both people would go on if she was lost. You know, yeah. she would, she would, she would uh, you know, become a tougher character in the Toy Story lore. Not the fact that basically that just seems to be kind of like the theme we seem to be going through in, uh, in movies recently. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a, you know that's the reason why that. But uh, I mean, another about what I another about what I think of it in regards to uh, you know the the politics of Hollywood. But I mean the uh, so obviously we get to um, we 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 get to the point where Woody decides he's going to be a lost toy, and so then obviously he then mind you like there was some foreshadowing at the beginning because you remember uh, Bonnie took uh, Woody's sheriff's badge and gave it to uh, to Jesse. And uh, actually, we don't even talk about much about Jesse in this film when you think about it. Like, uh, I mean, to be quite honest, we didn't really talk about most of the characters in this film. We were talking mostly about Woody, Buzz, Bo Peep, uh, Gabby, Gabby, and Bonnie, and that's pretty much it. I mean, all the other characters they didn't really matter. Yeah, and so I guess uh, I mean, mind you, it was still an emotional moment when Woody knew he was going to have to let all these guys go. 
So yeah, it was, of course. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, it was very may- emotional. I, I actually teared up a little bit when I saw, you know, Jesse and Bo hugging and everybody hugging Woody when he decided to stay. And that hug with Woody and Buzz was just so touching. It, it, it like, you know, made me tear up a little bit. And well, I thought that that was I kind of, very sweet. Uh, given, I mean, I didn't want to say I teared up. I did, I did find it. Yeah, I did smile when I was like, when I was watching it because I felt like because there was like a lot of foreshadowing that kind of came before that happened. Like, I think it was, it kind of felt like to me, it was inevitable that you know Woody was going to go away. I think. Sure. And also, also, when they took the voice box out of him, I thought, mm, I mean, is it, I mean, there was part of me that actually believes he may actually die in this film. I thought, you know, at one point. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I was kind of relieved when he's like, oh yeah, he's going to finally be together with Bo, and yeah, he's going to be a lost toy, but he's not really going to mind too much about that. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I was quite, I was quite happy with that ending to be quite honest with you, because I was thinking of other like you know, um, I, w- I was in other places. Everybody like you know th- this film took me massively by surprise. I've got honest with you. I had a clear vision in my head of what I thought this film was going to be, and it wasn't that at all. It everything no. was totally different. And so you know, kudos to Pixar for keeping me on my toes. To be quite honest, yeah, with for you. sure. And, so, uh, and kudos and, and then to we have to talk about like you know the end credits because we do see um, what you know Bo and Woody are doing. So we have them. You know, apparently they're traveling with the carnival because every chance they get, they're, you know, helping, you know, the little kids win the prizes. And then, uh, you know, they get an opportunity to, you know, take a toy home. And that's what they're doing. They're actually helping other toys so they can get homes. Yeah. So it just it feels to me like, uh, I mean, the way that they did these all mo- these montages during the credits, I'm kind of thinking that this is probably going to be now. I mean, here's the thing about this. And I'm, I'm just going to say this right now. I don't think this is going to be the last Toy Story film. By, by no imagination, and we're going to tell you, I'm going to, you know, obviously I'll tell you why now, is because it's doing tremendously well at the box office as of this as of this podcast. And yeah, so, and, and so did Incredibles too, but we did, it, it's kind of like, I actually, I'm glad that you mentioned this, because uh, when Toy Story 4 was being, like, announced and promoted, and Ellen DeGeneres had Tom Hanks over as a guest on the show, and, you know, she was asking him, do you think that this will be the last Toy Story film? And Tom said yes. But we had one of the producers saying, we always like to keep a Toy Story film as if it was going to be its last, but at the same time, make it a standalone film. So don't no, be surprised if you do see another film well, let me, in the Toy let me, Story let franchise. Let me safely say this. Do you really think a Disney executive sitting up there in, uh, you know, in, in, in Disney headquarters right now is going to say that's going to be the last ever Toy Story film after the success that it's currently bringing in at the moment? I do not think so. I think that yeah. if, if even uh, if, even if Pixar decides to make the decision, okay, we're never ever going to make another Toy Story movie again. I guarantee you, Disney will find a way to revive it in some way. They already tried once before, and obviously it got cancelled. Obviously, uh, you know, obviously. But uh, I mean, uh, I mean, Disney will. If Pixar won't do it, someone else will. Uh, I'll say. I'll say. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, and, and don't forget that we have. Um, you know, the announcement that came out roughly around the same time that Toy Story 4 was being promoted, that they wanted to focus on original projects. They were going to take a break from doing their sequels. Yeah, well, I mean, that's now. I mean, I think for the next couple of years, I think we are going to get original stories. I mean, well, th- that depends, really, because, like, if, if Onward's a flop, and, like, I mean, what's their other project they currently got going Soul. on? Soul. And if Soul, I mean, if Soul is going to have kind of the same uh, aura, I think, as, as Inside Out, and I think it has the same... Um, I think it just has the same heart 
I think, as, as Inside Out and has the same kind of like, you know, intelligence of that. Maybe that'll be tremendously successful. I mean, I don't know at this stage. We only have a, we only have a movie title. But, uh, I mean, in regards to... I mean, if Onward and Soul are not box office successes, I guarantee you Disney will turn around and say, you definitely have to make Toy Story 5 right now. I guarantee yeah, you that. I, I, I agree for sure. And for all the people who are complaining about like, oh, no more sequels, no more remakes, watch the original stuff and see if that makes it into a huge box office success. Because how many of you people out there saw Missing Link? Yeah. And it's, it's uh, well, on top of that as well, like, you know, like they, they've done original movies in the past that have not done well for, you know, for obvious reasons we've spoken about on Mix. I mean, look at The Good Dinosaur, for example. Like, that was yeah. an original movie. Not good at all. And I think, you know, Brave, well, I guess Brave isn't really an original concept because it was, he, she did end up being kind of brought into the Disney Princess Royal Court at the end of the day, even though it was, you know, people were totally against it uh, from what I gather. But, uh, I mean, um, Brave in some way was an original concept and that didn't do very well. Yeah. I mean, like, so, I mean, you know, Pixar have been allowed to venture on and it has been to either massive success or to massive failure. Mm-hmm. To, to be honest with everybody and not to say they can't afford to fail i mean it's pixar i mean of course they can afford to i mean they, they're uh they're very much the gold standard in uh in 3d animation but uh i mean if if disney know that pixar is struggling and they are not doing well with onward and they're not going to do well with soul they will step in and they will say okay we either want another incredibles movie we'll want another toy story movie or we'll want you know or even even i even those think they should do a ratatouille sequel I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that you're bringing this up because from what I've seen in the upcoming trailers, now we can finally go into this. Yep. They do not have any competition whatsoever. Like I said before, most of the trailers sucked. Yeah. I want to talk to you about a few of them. So the first one that I saw was Angry Birds 2. And if you've seen uh... the first movie, it's essentially like, you know, it's based off of the mobile game of the same name. And they're making a whole bunch of really dumb jokes, which I saw like, oh, my God, there were so many dumb jokes. You know what? Uh, I, I really and I want... Even, and, yeah, just, just just for punishment for these Angry Birds films, I would love it if like you know the you know uh, um, Nintendo is uh, working in correlation with the Illumination Studios for a Super Mario movie at the moment. I would love to see a joke where they just make fun of that. You know, Angry yeah. Birds being made into a into a into a game, and they just make some make some kind of clever joke about that somehow. You know, I think other. I mean, just it's it's Angry Birds. It's it's a mobile game. What story could you potentially put to this? Yeah. Like, and if anything, and then the next if anything, it looks like if anything, some, it looks if anything, yeah. it looks like sorry, if, if anything, it looks like a weaker version of the Penguins of Madagascar, and even that wasn't very good. Yeah, so the next movie I saw in the trailers was Arctic Dogs. It, it looks awful, by the way. It looks like some cheap CGI. I, I don't know what company it made this, but it, 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 it listen if you've heard, uh, you know, stop me if you heard this plot. We have an Arctic fox who wishes to be. Um, a sled dog and he wants to deliver packages and then when he delivers a package it turns out that it belongs to like this you know creature that wants to take over the town that they're at and it, it turns Trump? into like some sort of action spy movie okay well I mean um, for a minute I thought you were going to say Santa Claus and I thought oh hey it's a Christmas film uh, well actually uh, I was going to say Balto it, it's, <laughs> I mean it's Balto you have somebody who is outcast and who wants to be a hero by delivering packages via sled it's balto yeah so i mean obviously arctic dogs is not original and also i didn't get the trailer here so i mean like you know me and patricia are going to get different trailers because obviously where we are regionally but uh, yeah. i mean so i mean exactly. yeah so uh, what was the other one 
Okay, so the uh, so the other one I did see was Frozen 2. I saw that again. And a lot of kids were actually more excited about that. It's like, oh, look, there's Elsa. It's like, seriously, like, nobody else reacted to the other trailers. But then when they saw Frozen 2, it's like, oh, look, it's uh, Elsa. And, you know, even though they already saw the trailer, because the trailer's already been out since the past year, but nobody cared because it's Frozen 2 and everybody was so excited about I've it. I've got to be honest with you, Patricia. I can see the excitement. I mean, like, I mean, you look at those trailers and you can definitely see that this is, I mean, there's looking Elsa in a new direction as well. Like, uh, this isn't Elsa uh, being, you know, being too powerful. This is about Elsa, whether she's actually powerful enough. And like, so they're, yeah. they're, they're putting her in a, in a, in a seriously different place. And so I think, uh, and also top of that as well, like they, they're not, at least in my opinion, I mean, we're not seeing any, like any sing-alongs. We're not seeing like any, um, I mean, it looks pretty um it, it looks a bit more it looks far more gritty than the original frozen film does at least in my yeah. opinion and so i'm i'm starting to wonder if this is going to be this isn't going to be marketed towards like a new generation of like little girls this is going to be gener marketed towards the people who originally saw the film and now we're going to be seeing you know the other film again there, there's just this kind of like uh, i mean i know it sounds really weird but there's this kind of like halo 2 kind of like vibe coming towards it right now like, like, you know, like, we played, we played Halo Combat Evolved, and yeah, it was, uh, it was a good shooter, but, you know, it, it, it could have obviously been better, and then Halo 2 came out and just rectified all the problems, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, I just feel like I do get this kind of, like, you know, hey, there's something here, and, uh, even though I know it's probably way outside my demographic, but, uh, you know, I'll give, I, I will give points for good work. And if well, I mean, that didn't two, stop you from meeting Elsa when we were in Disney World. Wait, wait, well, I did that for a friend, but uh, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> and uh, she she definitely enjoyed it. But uh, um, so, uh, I mean, in regards to uh, Anna and Elsa going into this into this sequel, you know, um, there's a lot of exciting buzz around it. When the, when the trailer launched, it trended on Twitter for for, for, for hours, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, every, everyone saw this and everyone saw that there was something here. And, you know, when the, when the moment when uh, they did that thing where, you know, uh, Anna takes Christoph's sword and just swipes it at the camera, it's kind of like, oh, wow. Like, you know, what 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 happened there? You know? Yeah. They, they've marketed this right. And they're not aiming... It doesn't, to me, look like they're aiming it at a new, you know, the, the, new, the new crowd of Disney. It sounds like they're trying to go after the fans and they're trying to go after the original fans of Frozen. That's just my opinion on the whole thing anyway. Yeah. And then the next one was Onward, which, you know, we already saw the Onward trailer and it does make a lot of sense because it's Pixar. This is their next movie after Toy Story 4. Then it was Spies in Disguise, which was the spy movie with Will Smith. And oh, it was so dumb. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we actually just didn't like, get what's, that What's going trailer? on, Blue Sky Studios? You were on a good streak with like the, the Peanuts movie. And after you completely decimated and cremated and burned the ice age franchise to the ground after using it too many times it's like oh, this is the best you can wait. do i know what you're talking about now that 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 trailer just i did actually see that trailer uh that uh you're talking about it was actually in in, in the theater when, when when we saw it yeah it was just it's like it's, it's another will smith movie as far as yeah, but I'm it looks so stupid. Like, oh, I thought that. Oh, Will Smith is a spy, and he looks really well, cool. I mean, and I was given like, okay, I can. Uh, I, I, that's pretty Patricia, cool. It's like almost like his character from Men Patricia, in Black. Patricia, you are aware that two movies that Will Smith has on his resume are After Earth and Wild Wild West. How, I mean, how how's how further stupid can he go? He turns into point? a pigeon. Well, I mean, it's I I don't know. I don't think it's the stupidest thing. I mean, and also as well, it's a Blue Sky Studio film, so you know, of course. 
Of course. Like, you know, if this was live action and this was like, you know, a, a well, you know, a, a studio with a good track record, then I would uh, be very, very shocked. But given that this is Blue Sky Studios, this is, uh, once again, another animal. Like, you know, like they, they've done this before, you know, Rio and uh, various other, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, they've done Rio, well, they've done Ice Age, they've done, yes. uh, you know, um, I think they did Robots, but yeah, they... Yeah, like, there's a reason why, you know, this movie is, I mean, you know, Blue Sky Studios are kind of like in the bottom tier in terms of, like, animated films behind, like, Pixar and DreamWorks. Exactly. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like, I'm really surprised Will Smith signed up to the project, but, uh, I mean, mind you, I shouldn't be surprised because he also did Afterwards for Wild Wild West, but, uh, I mean, to me, it just makes sense. I mean, you have uh, Will Smith, uh, who is, uh, as far as I'm aware... You know, as well as well, like he Aladdin right now. I mean, you you know where Will Smith is right now. Aladdin is his best-selling film, and even that's it's gonna, me- it, Aladdin is getting a sequel, by the way. Uh, well, well, the Return of Jafar. I mean, like, uh, they, well, they, yes, they, they're they're doing the Return of Jafar in live action. Oh, great! So, uh, I mean, like, uh, so the guys are going to take the pilot of the uh, of the Aladdin TV series and turn that into a movie too. Like, yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Right. Oh, it's gonna be fun, and I can't wait to see the live-action Aladdin TV series as well. I just like it's gonna it, be great. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's you know that, that Aladdin movie is, you know, it's uh, it's not as good as the, it's it's not good. I mean, like it's it's so low energy when you look at it. Like, uh, I mean, I'm often being proven wrong. I mean, told that, uh, yeah, there's there's this and there's that and there's the other. But, uh, I mean, I'm not excited to go see it, and uh, if I do see it, it will just be off uh, complete chance. If anything, yeah. so uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, let's see if I if there, if there was any other trailers. If I remember, you told um, me about you all. Uh, you, I, uh, mind you, you said that we were going to be talking about one particular one that you seem to have uh, not mentioned yet, and uh, oh. that is, uh, you said you wanted to talk about at the end of the show. Oh yes, Trolls um, World Tour. Yeah. What was it gonna? What, what was the trailer again? I, I completely Trolls. blanked out now. Trolls. Oh, damn it. Now I remember. Yeah. Okay. I saw Trolls World, World Tour. Okay. Now, so, I, now, just to say, just to uh, preface this uh, before we have this discussion. Um, so, me and Patricia have. So, Patricia saw it in the theater. I've seen it on YouTube. So, Trolls World Tour, I didn't actually see it in, in the theater. Now, um, I mean, here's the thing about this. I mean, obviously, they go with the whole Sound of Silence thing, which, uh, you know, is uh, quite funny, because I actually mentioned that uh, with the Disturbed uh, album. But uh, um, so they do that, and then they bring in another troll who looks like, uh, you know, a, a rock star and uh, is obviously doing the whole metal thing. And so apparently in this sequel, they're expanding the troll universe, where it, actually there's not just one group of trolls, there's actually lots of other trolls across there are the six. world. Yeah, so there's six. there's six that represent six genres of music. There's pop music, there's funk music, there's rock and roll, there's country, there's techno, and there's uh, hip hop or and there's I, I don't rock. Remember. So, but, yeah, yeah, so we have. Oh, what? Well, so there's no. So here's the thing about this. There's, I mean, there's far more music genres than that. Oh, classical. That's what it was. The fifth classical. One was classical. Yeah, the like so. Was classical. Here's the thing about this. Like, you know, what? What? Uh, I mean, uh, what? No K-pop. Like, you know, no, no, uh, no other. You know, no rap. No, uh, you know. Well, like, I mean, there was hip hop, but it was done in an awful, awful joke. Oh yeah, it will be. But here's the thing about this. Like, so I mean, um, so the whole peril of this film is going to be that rock wants to take over the world. 
Yeah! I mean, oh, uh, I'm very sorry. Like, what a horrible thing to happen to our heroes. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, oh, Rock's taking over? Darn. Oh, How darn. sad. But here's the thing about this. You know, um, okay, I'll accept this movie exists, but uh, there's one thing I want to kind of like, you know, kind of like soften the punch. And you know what that is? Uh, so I want there to be me. Here's the thing about this. Who would you bring in for this film if you were going to bring in people from Rock? Who's the one person you would go to? If And also on top of that as well, it being a DreamWorks film, who's the one person you would go to to put into this film? Jack Black. Exactly. I, I think, you know, not only that, like, bring in Tenacious D, bring in uh, the guys from Black Star, bring in Ozzy Osbourne, bring in, like, the guys from ACDC. Man, yeah, just, just bring in all these, like, even bring in Kiss if you need if you need to. Bring in Gene Simmons. I mean, just bring in all these guys who are, like, you know, legends of rock and basically put them in this movie. And maybe, just maybe, I might get some uh, some kind of enjoyment out of it. Maybe. Like, oh, man, that would be so good. It would have... And if they are going to do pop music and if they are going to do you oh, know, well. classical music and all these things, then take advantage of it. Like, bring in some of the best people to do the music. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's not like you've not got the money to do it. Like, you know, it's like you manage to produce all these other Dream, DreamWorks films. Like, I'm sure you can bring in enough money to uh, bring in all these guys to, like, you know, for, like, you know, a minute or so to do some, like, voiceovers. No, but like instead, that. it's like this plot about like this troll who wants to gather all the six strings from each kingdom so that Rock can take over all of music. Yeah. And, oh, the jokes are so horrible. The, the ending joke where, you know, one of the trolls, you know, gets an egg and then it bir gives birth to like this hip-hop troll named Tiny and it's like my soul was crying. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that, um, yeah, I, I really think... I mean, I, I, all I can say is that I don't think it's going to be good, but there are ways they can make it at least, you know, tolerable, you know, so like, uh, um, we leave it to them and I'm sure in a future episode of Dream Machine, we're going to let you know what we think of this. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, at least we have Abominable to look forward to, so there's that. Yeah, I guess, so... And, uh, yeah, so that was the trailers, and, uh, so, yeah, and that's pretty much our episode, uh, for, uh, Pixmix slash The Arrow Meta Show, so, uh. Yeah, now, one more question I want to ask you, Aaron. A lot of people were pretty mixed when this movie was, uh, released, because, uh, you know, they thought that even though Toy Story 4 was a nice movie, they felt that it didn't justify its existence. What do you think of it? Well, here's my ending thing on this. I will accept that this is a good Toy Story movie. However, I won't accept that it's my favorite movie. No, not not my favorite no. movie my, either. My, my favorite movie right now is still two. And yeah. uh, so as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, I, and here's the thing about this. I mean, they could probably make like maybe 10 other Toy Story films, but I, I don't think, I really think that after two, I think, you know, three was, you know, I thought was going to be the end of it all. I really thought. And then they came out with four. But uh, I mean, here's the thing about this. I think Pixar, they know their characters so well and they know, I mean, I mean Toy Story is their baby. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, if they announce another Toy Story film, it's going to be, like, the the priority one project, and it's going to basically have the best eyeballs on it, onto it. I mean, it didn't look like it during production. I mean, we can definitely say that, because it was, you know, there was so much, uh, so much uh, shit going on during, in, in the background. But, uh, I mean, in regards to Toy Story, uh, if Pixar is going to one day announce another Toy Story sequel, I guarantee you, I think it will still, it will still be good, but I just don't think it will be the best Toy Story film. 
I don't think. Yeah. I think eventually it's going to be... I think it's going to mediocre out, I think, at some point. But it still will impress people, I think, from people Yeah, who, for sure. Yeah. But and and as for me, mind. I do enjoy Toy Story 4 as well. I do know that, in my opinion, this... I, I want to say that it may be, like, one of the weaker films of the series because... You know, I, I, it doesn't like pull in the emotional strings and, you know, compared to the other films, but it, it is still really good for what it is. And if they were going to say, yeah, we're going to do a Toy Story 5, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, you shouldn't do that because the, the ending was just perfectly fine the way it was and Toy Story 4 didn't justify its existence. But no, I'm not going to be that way at all. I don't know. Uh, like, I think in regards to, I mean, here's the thing about this. I mean, with Toy Story 3, you had to somewhat kind of be aware of Toy Story and Toy Story 2. With Toy Story 4, you don't. I mean, with Toy Story 4, they like they let you know from the get-go what what the deal is, and it doesn't really matter too much if you didn't haven't watched the other three. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, so. that, that, uh, you know, it's uh, I mentioned this in the Toy Story 3 episode of Pixmix that any kid can go into Toy Story 3 and they would already have an idea on what the two previous movies were about, even if they'd never seen it before. No, well, here's the thing about this though. The I mean, the, uh, the one argument I put against that is like you know the the ending scene, like uh, where you know uh, Andy's playing with the toys, you know, as, as an adult. I mean, like that's emotional if you've seen the other two, but if you haven't, it kind of looks a bit stupid. Sure, but I like. But you do get an idea on the beginning of the movie where he is playing with the toys and he's spending time with them. I mean, sure, you won't get the same emotional punch, but you won't be completely lost either, like we were when we saw the Cars movies in Out of Order. No, but I mean, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, if you're gonna ask me if we have if we have a debate about whether we think three is better than four, I mean, like, I don't know, I can I'm gonna need to have a massive think about that because uh, I don't. I mean, there's part of me that believes. Um, that four holds up, but just a bit more than three does. And uh, you, you, I think that we need to let this movie sit in for a good year or so. That way, we can be able to get a full appreciation because you know, Toy Story three has like a nine year, you know, um, uh, advantage. So I think we need to let it sit in just for a little while longer. That's similar to how people are arguing to this day about which is better, it, the first Incredibles or the second one. So. I think we need to let it sit in for a few years. I agree. Okay, then. So, uh, and I also, uh, one more thing to bring up, and uh, you know, this is uh, apparently when I was watching through the credits, when I was uh, looking through like the, you know, the the scenes where um, you know the toys were, you know, helping out the other toys, you know, during the carnival. I saw John Lasseter's name as like part of the story, which I can assume that this would be the very last movie that John Lasseter would be a part of. And the Lasseter era of Pixar is officially over. So now we have, uh, I think it's Pete Doctor, who is the president of Pixar. So let's see where he takes it from here. Yeah, it feels like a really weird kind of like, you know, era that we're currently going for right now, because, you know, uh, now we've no longer got, uh, you know, Reggie in charge of Nintendo. We now got, uh, you know, Bowser, <laughs> ironically. And, yeah. uh, you know, now we've got obviously someone else taking the helm at Pixar. And uh, also, I'm pretty sure there's uh, someone else. Some, there's another transition that we've seen in. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Brian Rob Robbins is now the president of Nickelodeon as opposed to Seamus Aragami. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you know, we, we, we kind of feel like we're going for a passing of the torch era right now like everything's yeah. just going into transition so i think uh, you know in regards to our show in regards to Bix mix i think uh, we've got some interesting discussions i think we'll have over the next couple of years so um yeah yeah and don't worry you know well we will be you know doing you know some we'll still be doing picks mix episodes even though that we'll probably have to wait another year until um onward comes out well I'll keep this in mind i mean we've still got some shorts to go through 
So Oh like, yeah, that's right, we do. Yeah, so I mean so uh you know, who knows guys, like Pixel Mix is still a random show, so you don't know what you're gonna get. So like uh, maybe you might get Elmwood, maybe you might get Soul, I mean or else you might probably might just get a, a random short, so uh, that we all gonna talk about. So uh, but uh yeah, until exactly. until then we're putting Pix Mix uh, to bed again and so uh, we know that we'll be getting out at some point, you know, getting out of the toy box at some point again. And so uh yeah, if, so for all of you who are listening to Pix Mix, uh, my name is Aaron. And my name is Patricia. And for those listening to the Aaron Meta Show, you can find me on Facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Twitter is at Aaron Meta Show. AaronMeta.tumblr.com. And on Instagram is at Aaron Meta Show too. If you want to listen to the show, there's uh, plenty of ways to listen. Uh, some of those include uh, I, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Player FM, Stitcher, and uh, also includes iHeartRadio, and also includes Pocket Casts. And also we're trying to get onto Radio.com as well. And also we're trying to get onto Acast. So, uh, I mean, there's uh, still trying to get onto... Uh, various other places but uh, by the way if you find a, pl- a podcast which uh, doesn't have our name on it then if you let us know and uh, we'll try and get onto there as well because we want to be on all your favorite platforms pretty much because we're on radio public we're on stitcher we're on but uh, we're on podcast addicts we're on TuneIn, and so we're in plenty of places and so we want to be where your favorite place is as well so uh this has been pix makes uh, slash the arrow meta show thank you very much for tuning in next week we promise we'll have a normal show but uh thank you very much for checking us out it has been the 14th of july of 2019 and uh, thank you very much for checking us out Bye bye